Welcome back to Silverlight TV. I'm John Papa. Today I've got Jeff Perry's, author of Animation in Silverlight. Silverlight 2 Animation and Silverlight 3 Animation. So, yes, just the animation guy, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> we first met at uh, Mix a couple of years ago. We did, yep. When I actually, the first time I saw you was uh, doing a presentation at Mix on animation from That's your right. version 2 book, I believe. Yep. I think that was Mix 8. It's eight or eight or nine or yeah, one of the, uh, it must have been nine. Yeah, two I years still ago. didn't have hair, so it wasn't that <laughs> long ago. But no, it was a great presentation, and, and Jeff's been doing a lot with Silverlight for a while. Uh, we were actually just having a conversation. He's been doing Silverlight since before it was Silverlight, yep. which is great. And uh, he does a lot of animation type stuff. So he's got this great game that he put together uh, called Bird Hunt. If you put the title up here, you actually hunt birds, and it's, he built it for Silverlight and he moved it over to Windows Phone. It's up in the marketplace uh, for sale for 99 cents. And he came on today to show us how he built this and to kind of go through uh, how this works. So first, I want to give a quick background. You know, introduce what you do and, and what's your job. I'm working for Ascentium right, Ascentium right now as a lead Silverlight developer. So I get an opportunity to kind of keep my fingers in all things Silverlight, desktop, uh, web, and um, hoping to push the, the mobile side of things as well a little bit. Cool, cool. And Ascentium's a local consulting company. It has a branch in Portland, Seattle. Portland, Bellevue. Bellevue. Um, we have one down in uh, San Francisco, I, I, or L.A. L.A.? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Somewhere all, in the we're West We're all coast. over the place. <laughs> that was cool. I should know that. I'm going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> he's a recent hire. And this game is not part of, of them, but this is something you did on your own, right? Correct. Cool. So yeah, show us how this works. I mean, basically, first of all, what is the game concept? And then we'll go through the main page and... Talk about what this game loop is, and the coolest part to me is the animations. So the original idea behind the game was uh, I just wanted to write up a simple game and get a feel for what it was like to write games in Silverlight. So basically, you have three levels, easy, medium, and hard. Um, depending on the level, different objects are put between you and the birds that are released on screen. Mm -hmm. And uh, the number of birds changes based on the level as well. And then you, on the phone, tap the screen to fire a shot. You have a timer running against you for the level, and you also only have three shots. And every time you fire a shot, you have to wait a second for the gun to reload, and then you get another opportunity to take a shot at the bird. So when you start off a game like this, do you just lay out kind of what your parameters are going to be like that? You know, how many birds, the things you have to kind of think about. Number of birds, speed, um, how many shots you get, etc. Some of it, I, I kind of started out as the base level, and, and in building out the base level, determined that there needed to be a little bit more challenging opportunities in there, so I kind of built it up. It doesn't, it's not a very deep game. There aren't hundreds of levels to it, but the birds increase in speed and do become more difficult to shoot as they go on. In the same sense, I imagine you don't want to make it overly complicated because then you'll never get it done. Right, and and as a as a proof of concept, I, I put all the code up on uh, birdhunt.codeplex.com if anybody wants to grab it and take a look at how cool. it was done as well. Cool. So great. So why don't we jump in, show us how this works, and we can go through the, the three main areas here, the main page, the game loop, and the animations. Cool. Well, the, uh, the main page in the application is kind of uh, the uh, orchestra leader here. There's, there's six objects in the game. Um, I'm just going to point over here in my Solution Explorer really quick. The background elements control one or two trees visibility or no trees based on the level that you pick. The duck is the bird that runs in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, duck icons tells you how many you've shot. Once you miss 10, the game is over. Every time you hit 10, you go up a level. And after we go through this, could we run the game real yeah, quick so absolutely. we can actually point these out? Absolutely. Uh, level control is in charge of keeping track of which level you're on. Uh, the main page, again, runs everything. And then there's a scoring control that just keeps track of the score. Now, are they actual user controls? Uh, they are, yeah. Okay. And then a shot counter 
that uh, keeps track of the shots for you. And okay, so I have scoring, a shot counter, your level, and then the ducks and duck icon. So that's your right. many people and, you have. And, yeah. and everything being spread out that uh, like that made it actually a little bit easier to, to control when tombstoning came up. And uh, to get into the marketplace, you have to tombstone and use the back button correctly. So I ran into a couple of barriers with that. Uh, one of the things I was trying to do was when you tombstone, actually save the, the level, the number of birds you were on, how many shots you were fired. And it was much easier just to back off to the beginning of the level that you had just started, no matter how far along you were on it. Uh, so I should have the emulator running here. Okay, so you don't stop the game mid-level. You, you actually tombstone to the beginning of the level. It, it will tombstone back to the beginning of the level, okay. yeah. yeah. I actually probably didn't need to try and run that from in there, but... That's okay. So we've got the bird hunt uh, yep, splash screen. so that's screen. splash screen, a uh, little instruction pane if you need instructions, and then your choice of levels down here. If you're not sure how to kill birds. Okay. That's right, yeah. Uh, so if I pick the medium, you'll see a couple birds come on here. There Can we zoom be. in on that guy a little bit bigger? On the emulator? Yeah, let's do that. Do fit the screen to be great. So looking at this here, and we gotta pull that up a little bit, yeah. So looking at this, we've got in the upper left, is that your level control? Yeah, so control? Level, level control is top left, score control is top right. This is the shot controller, and then this is the duck icons control, and there's my the ducks. ducks. So that's what it looks like when you get shot. I, was, I was like, what's right. the six controls? The background. Right, so the background <laughs> control on easy, there are no trees. On medium, there's one tree. And on hard, there are two trees. Oh, so it's actually got a 3D element of surprise right. in there. Right, and they are layered in, but they don't obstruct the shot on the duck. It just makes it a little bit harder to see when it's flying okay. by. Um, the one thing to notice here, the, the performance on the emulator is not quite as fluid as it is on the phone, so it actually looks really good on the phone. Okay. I have this game, actually. So it's actually kind of fun. And then the upper right there, you just got the statistics of running through the emulator. Right. So the the emulator, I found, actually runs smoother if I turn on the um, uh, frame rate counter. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, my animations have a tendency to be a little bit jumpy, so I just leave that on, and it's probably system-related right. more than anything to do with the, the platform. Well, cool. And it makes it a lot easier doing games like this to break it out into, you know, again, what are the functions, and then what are the pieces that you're using. Right, right. And then each, each object in the game can take care of its own business without right. having to be messed with too much. Okay, so this is the game loop, which is part of that main page XAML. Right, so one of the nice things about the uh, application, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to run game loops. I've seen dispatcher timers, storyboards. I elected to go with empty storyboards, and it's probably because the original game was done as a Silverlight 2 web app. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of just what I picked up at the time, and I've stuck with it because it works for me. So when the application starts running, there's an empty timer that started called game loop. It's, it has a duration of zero, so it immediately expires and drops into this uh, event handler here. And I wanted to show this off. I thought the game loop was kind of cool because it's really only about 40 lines of code that controls the overall game process. So you're looping through the ducks, which may be one through n number of ducks. Yeah, yeah. they'll either be one on the easy level or two on either medium or hard. Mm -hmm. um, it just checks real quick to see whether or not the game is paused. If not, it comes in and it makes a uh, call to move each one of the ducks on and screen. Target's eye is of type duck, I see. Right, right. Okay. Uh, if one happens to have been shot and has falled, uh, fallen off the screen, it will pull it out of the, uh, the gameplay. Uh, then it does a quick check to see whether or not the timer has expired and it, uh, you're either out of shots or the timer's expired and the ducks are allowed to fly away off the sides of the screen. If not fly away. Okay, so fly right. away means the timer's expired. Right, it's a simple Boolean. Uh, and then either one of these, uh, whether it flies off to the right or the left, the object is removed. Depending on which side of the screen it's on. Right, which okay. direction it's headed. And then the, uh, 
if the target's on screen or down to zero, we know that both of the ducks have either been hit or flown off the screen, so we can go on to doing the next level. And uh, our last call down here restarts the game loop to keep the animation running within the game. So it's stateful in the sense that it's due level knows which level it was on and where to go to the next step. Correct. Okay. Cool. It actually looks very simple. Uh, yeah, it, it, it <laughs> actually is. It's not, it's not overly complex. Um, the, uh, one of the other things I want to talk about a little bit was the animations on the ducks. There's a couple of different ways that the ducks are moving. One is the ducks are moving across the screen in addition to having animations that help them fly and get shot and go falling off the screen. Um, the movement of the duck across the screen itself is actually controlled with a pretty simple uh, little velocity X and Y variables. Right, and this is inside the duck user control? This is correct. Uh, and these are set up as, um, as the level is selected by the user, it's, the duck is given a particular velocity. Higher levels, the faster the ducks fly mm -hmm. up to a limit so that they're not kind of booking around the screen and impossible to hit. Sure. Um, and to actually make them fly is a little method down here called move duck. Uh, this this one here is actually a fix uh, that's not in the code that I put online. I'm going to be putting this online uh, shortly uh, that allows the ducks to kind of smoothly enter from off screen to coming on screen. Okay. Uh, then what it does is basically just makes a, a movement on the duck by moving its canvas by the velocity x and velocity y values. Does a quick check to see whether or not it has been shot or is allowed to fly away. I assume you use the canvas for all those objects? All I do, yeah. Objects? Since it's a direct uh, XY coordinate, I don't have to do any translation on it. It makes okay. it really easy to move objects around it. Uh, and then there's a little bit of uh, code in here to check and flip the direction the duck is headed in. Uh, right. So if the duck is headed to the left and it hits the border, it's not allowed to fly away. The scale is reversed to reverse the direction of the duck. So you take uh, advantage of the transformations that we have. Right. So scale is either 1 or minus 1 to control direction. And otherwise, if it's uh, been allowed, uh, the timer has expired and it's been allowed to fly away, then uh, it is basically given open reign to continue off the screen. There are no barriers or borders put in place for it. So let's take a look at the duck shot, too, since we're, since we're looking at this code real quick. I can see the, the top of that. So I noticed you've got timers in a, in a lot of these places. That, what are the timers exactly doing? Well, so the quack timer actually controls how often the ducks quack. I have two different <laughs> quack sounds, and, and if you have multiple ducks, they will make different sounds. So that's did you record those yourself? I did not. I okay. found them online. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the dispose actually stops or gets rid of the sound okay. uh, so that you're getting a... Um, you're not getting a duck that's falling, quacking while he's falling. Okay. Uh, hit test visible is turned to false, so you can no longer attempt to shoot that duck. Uh, it stops the animation, um, both both the flying, the wing flapping animation, and the movement across the screen. And just to clarify for everybody, too, I know a lot of game uh, developers know what hit test is, but hit test, basically, if you turn that off, it's basically going to mean you can't touch Right, it's, it becomes invisible to, to user input. You can see it, but you can't touch it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then basically what I've done is just gone in and collapsed the view, the flying views on the duck mm -hmm. and uh, opened up the, the shot reaction on the duck. And then I start a timer that controls how long the shot reaction is there before the duck starts its death spiral into the marsh. The death spiral. <laughs> that's what you should have named the method. Yeah, I should have. Begin should. death spiral. <laughs> I like that. Now, that's pretty cool. So you're using timers in this case. You're not actually... Um, firing up the, the storyboards to do these. Well, so all of my timers are empty storyboards or storyboards that I'm controlling the duration oh, okay. on. And the reason why I did it that way was 
well, in hindsight, I could have used the storyboard and probably controlled the, the speed of the storyboard, but this way I can control the exact duration of the empty storyboard that's running my, mm -hmm. my game, the, the animations within the game. Are you using any special libraries in the project? I mean, you're not using XNA, right? With the only XNA that got pulled in is for the audio. Um, there right. is nothing else. That, it's, it's a pure, basically, Silverlight game. That's a, it's really a Silverlight game other than playing the media file. Right. Okay. Cool, cool. So yeah, let's let's flip. I know we talked about showing some of the visuals. Um, maybe we flip over to Blend and take a look. Sure. Luckily, we just happen to have it open. Right. So I, yeah, <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> so uh, I have the duck object here. This is actually the way it appears in the game. Every every view on the duck in the game is collapsed, so you don't really see anything. And then the game controls which part of the duck is visible. And the object timeline is probably hard to see down there. We'll just explain real quick. The duck flying poses. You got a wings up, mid, and down. Right. And so I'll go ahead and make these visible, and you can take a look at what they look like. Um, by the way, I should give a shout out to uh, my friend Ryan Lawfrey that did the graphics for me on this. Um, the, the individual poses for the duck, I, these, these are the three frames that basically make up a frame-based animation for the duck flying. There's okay. the wings up, the wings mid, which looks like that, and then the wings down view. Gotcha. And so by cycling through these three, forward and then back, so it goes one, two, three, two, one, back and forth, you get a very smooth up and down flapping motion for the object. Okay. Uh, the shot reaction pose looks a little bit different. So this is, again, when you actually, <laughs> when you actually tap nice. on a duck. This is the view you get for, I f forget how long off the top of my head that it sits there for, maybe a quarter of a second. Right. Uh, and then that disappears, and it switches into another animation called uh, duck fall. And the duck fall animation is basically made up of two... Uh, like images of the duck basically back and forth, right? With some X's over his eyes. Yeah, right? a little X on the eye and the tongue hanging out because he got shot. <laughs> uh, so the the thing that uh, is kind of interesting on this, if I go ahead and put all three of these duck um, objects back up on the screen, mm -hmm. I have two paths down here called hit zone body and hit zone head, and these are the areas that are actually live for you to be able to touch in the game and hit the bird. Gotcha. So I've gotten a little bit of feedback from people on different devices, and some are having a hard time hitting the duck. This is where I need to come in and make those a little bit bigger and issue an update for the game. So it's not technically, you couldn't like clip the top of the wing, for example, in this case. Correct. It's just I, I basically figured if you're a hunter, you're going to go for you know a body or a head is probably going to bring the duck down. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's what the hit zone on the body looks like, and that's what the one on the head looks like. Okay. And since it's a moving object, the other thing I've noticed in the game is you actually do have to be a little bit predictive and kind of kind of shoot just ahead of where you want to be. You should add a third one for the neck, where if they hit the neck, it explodes in two pieces. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, that spirals cool. down. I like that. Okay, a little graphic here. Sorry, <laughs> not suitable for work audiences. I'm all over it. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing, I, a reason I brought the storyboards is if you had done this all through storyboards, the one advantage I think would be nice is inside of Blend, you could actually run the storyboard and see where things actually play. Right. The, the difference on that is I think you end up uh, using a speed setting on the storyboard, and mm -hmm. I may not get quite as refined a control over the storyboard as I can get right. here by setting durations down to you know, 0.125 milliseconds or something like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, yeah, I got you there. Cool. So yeah, all this can be done in Blend, and really that's, those are just paths that you put together. And right. They're not visible to the user, but they are visible to, to touch input, or, or in this case, since it was a port, I think I used a click event, and I have not gone back through and changed it over for touch. But Now, because they were all collapsed, I'm assuming that you actually just turned the collapse to visible. There's no actual, you're not using, you're not turning it to visible and using uh, opacity to transition in and out? Uh, no, there's, uh, there's a, if I can find this in here really quick. 
there's a little timer that runs and steps through, and it keeps track of uh, which, that's the duck fall. Okay. Uh, so here's the one that um, actually makes the duck fly. Okay. And the first thing it does is hide all three views, just in case I lose track of which, which count I'm on. But you're going to the dis discrete states of either collapsed or visible. Right, exactly. You're not and turning them all to visible, setting opacity to zero, and then... No, it's, it's actually collapsing, okay. and, and that way... The, well, the hit area doesn't actually move with the duck, but if I wanted to move it with the duck as sure. the head kind of pulls back a little bit as he flies, uh, I use a little frame counter just to keep track of which frame I'm on, and then I just run through a simple switch to figure out which one needs to be visible and which one uh, does not, uh, which is why it collapses up here at the top, and then I restart the timer to keep it flying. Okay. So, and then based on the level that the user selects, I can set the, uh, the duration of the storyboard and make them flap pretty fast. So folks who want to play this game can check out the live version of the Marketplace for $0.99. Cents. Uh, with the, is there a trial version? There is a trial version. I think That's you're good. limited to uh, medium level 10 ducks or something like that, but it'll give you a chance to grab it and play around happy, with it. You can go shoot something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then you've uh, and got the free version up on CodePlex? Uh, the, the complete version of the um, game is up on CodePlex, birdhunt.codeplex.com, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be updating that shortly with the actual release version of the code. I put that one up there just a little bit before I went through the process of getting it up in the yeah. marketplace, which required some changes. But this is a nice, it's a nice game because it's something people can relate to. It's easy to play. You can get into it. And it also shows that what I was really happy about looking at the code with this is that it's really segmented out. It's abstracted. So it makes it easier to see, okay, where's everything happening? It's not just one big code behind where you're right, right. going crazy in the file. You could have done that, but the advantage of breaking this stuff out, first of all, it's easier to maintain. You know, if you want to change something about a duck or, or the background, it's a lot easier to go through. Yeah, and reusable if I wanted to use it in a different game or another version of this. So. If you want to make another game, you've got a model to go after, yep, too. Exactly. So that would be, I imagine you could reuse a lot of what you've got in the main page, able to, to go down that. So cool. Hey, Jeff, thanks for coming on. Really thanks for having it. me. I appreciate it. And thank you all for watching.